another edition of 99 questions i'm your host bob buell uh this of course is an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions join with me today uh youtube megastar uh min max uh takeover it's not a word uh leo vader leo how are you today sir Doing good, man. I do prefer luminary. My people should have told you that, but that's you know, their problem. I, I got a harshly worded punch that did say <laughs> only call him a luminary, but right, luminary vibes, big luminary energy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Leo, thank you so much for uh, for doing this. Uh, truly a treasure. Uh, My pleasure to be oh. a treasure. Oh, oh, ah. And uh, as uh, uh, Mr. A.J. Moser, uh, Moser, I always get that wrong, uh, once told me, I need to get the fifth piece of the Game Query Exodia, and you are indeed that fifth piece. <laughs> who, uh, was, who was the fourth piece? I guess Jacob Geller, if you can. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. He's kind uh, of like the appendix of yes. Exodia. <laughs> <laughs> appendix of Exodia, that rare card. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we dive into the questions, where would we be without some wonderful ground rules, some terms and conditions that we can all quickly click past? Uh, so ground rule number one, you can take as much time or as little time as you need to answer a question. If a yes or no suffice, give me a yes or no, a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of the answer. I want to hear that story. Uh, ground rule number two, this ain't 60 minutes by any means. We're not trying to cancel anybody yet. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to pass over a question, if you don't want to answer a question, totally fine. No judgment. You can pass. And grand rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, I'm just kind of a liar. So I don't know how many questions are really here. Some of these are absolutely not questions. Eh, we're just kind of free forming, you know? Can I tell you something? The, the last, at least the last year of Game Informer. Yes. Rapid fire questions videos. I stopped trying to count the actual number of questions and I kind of went off previous videos on their length and went like kind of around that number. That is such it's brilliant. Yes. And I sure I got away with it. You know, there's no real reason not to. So I have no problem with it. I can't wait now for people to go back to those videos and be like, there was 154, not 139. Top (laughs) comment. Yeah. (laughs) by 20,000 upvotes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the first of those uh, non-counting questions, Leo, are you ready? Let's do this thing. Let's do it, baby. Strapping in. Question one. Starting off with a banger. What's the perfect breakfast? Oh. I'm not that much of a breakfast guy when I have it as a special occasion and when I want to have a good breakfast, it is French toast. Ooh, French toast, very nice, very nice. Surprisingly easy to make, and always delicious. This is true, especially if you uh, do the little powdered sugar thing, like diners will do. Yeah, 
it takes four seconds and it makes it feel like I'm having a gourmet breakfast. Yes, it's one of the best things you can make in your own home, truly. Amazing. Uh, question number two, who's the coolest dude? The coolest dude, besides you and besides me. We're both Obviously ineligible. taken one and two in an order we can both agree on, but will not say. Uh, <laughs> but of course, yes. Who's taken that vaunted bronze? I think uh, Stephen Yun of Minari and The Walking Dead. I've heard yeah. him on a few podcasts and interviews and stuff. And he's just had a natural charisma that I've always been attracted to. Very cool dude. Yeah, I dare say. Coolest dude. Third place, but, you know, we got to give him something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question three. Steak, chicken, or fish? Mmm. The whole category of each. Whoa. Fish feels broad. You know, that's my question. Because certain fishes, I would take over steak. I would say salmon over steak. Mm, okay. Nice tuna over steak. I might say fish in general. Okay. I think in most iterations of this question, I would say fish. I like it. I like it. And that's coming from someone who used to work at a steakhouse. Maybe Whoa. I got overexposed to steak. It stopped being special to me. That's true either ruth or chris it's unclear as to what's going on there who's to blame (laughs) yeah question four what's the best gift you've ever gotten i got a tungsten e2 palm pilot when i was a young boy for christmas my friend had a palm pilot that he had like duck hunt on and kind of pixel arty games and i was so blown away by that and it was the perfect thing to go, oh, I can use it for notes for school. So my parents got to get me it for Christmas. And so I asked for the exact one he had. And my parents got me the Tungsten E2, which was way nicer. It was like silver, higher resolution oh. screen. Like I knew I was getting a Palm Pilot, but that was so much better than I expected. And I bawled my eyes out. I can't remember crying for, about a gift besides that, but that was like an ideal gift receiving moment. Wow. What a, what a wonderful window in time. When the Palm Pilot was like the be all end all of technology. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say 2004 around that would have been. That seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Sweet. Uh, question five. Flip of the script there. Best gift you've ever given. Hmm. I feel like this one's just been on my mind recently. No, you know what? It was um, giving my mom a Walking Dead blanket because she really liked The Walking Dead. And I found a really nice blanket that was like actually really comfortable. And so that was when I lived with my parents. And so for years, she would use it. And it's nice to give someone a gift that they actually get use out of. You know, you get that continuing satisfaction from it. Absolutely. Repeat customer. You know, it's like, hey, who gave you that blanket? Yeah, you should be thanking me every single day. just hanging around the room just waiting for your compliments Mm? anything no okay yeah remember (laughs) uh question six what'd you want to do for a living when you were a kid i wanted to make games i wanted to be a game developer for sure there it was a lot of periods of my life where i would go really hard at it and then realize i couldn't really do it and give up and then go back into it and when i was a kid though i started with like stage cast creator if that name mm. rings a bell for anyone as far as weird, specific, kid-friendly game-making tools. I tried Flash for a long time, tried like Xcode to make a phone game. 
that was like up until I was at least 19. That's where I thought my life was going. Uh, let's see. Question seven. Things get real here. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? Hmm. There's got to be a large and weak one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would think I would have certain advantages over even certain types of whales just by plugging their holes, if you'll pardon the phrase. <laughs> I would love to see you swimming out into the ocean with a giant cork, just like <laughs> ready to roll. <laughs> this whale yeah. won't know what hit it. Let's say a non violent type of whale. Okay. So a non-killer whale, like an yeah. injury I, whale. I don't I'm aware know. of the killer whales, orcas. <laughs> not talking about those. Next level down, yeah. Right. Uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? Uh, my friend Joe, Kobe Soft Co. Joe. Hmm. I have been... He's my best friend, and I've been such a huge, huge fan of him forever. And it's, like, nice to have that type of relationship where even if I didn't know him personally, I would so look up to his work. He's Kobe Sofco on Twitter and socials, and his art is just incredible, and he's working on a game that I can't wait to play. And I was just, I just visited him recently. He's over in Wisconsin, so I took the train there, and it was a beautiful trip. And I was telling him, I, like, get a lot of creative energy from him without us even being in the same space or actively collaborating on something. I still am just so energized by what he's doing. Wow. That's so amazing. I really look up to him for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question nine. First album you bought with your own money. Wow. Yeah. I feel like there are very few in my life I have. Oh. I was a big pirate when I was young and then a big Spotify kid starting in high school or around then. So gosh, I'm really trying to visualize iTunes because that's where I would have bought it. Yeah. I feel like it could have been Bo Burnham's first like five song EP. Ooh, okay. That had a high school party on it and the picture was him sitting at a tiny toy piano. I could have been that because my parents also had a huge album collection. So when I wanted to listen to one, I had we had the CD. Wow, shelf. Head of your time, Bo Burnham. He's blowing up these days. I knew. <laughs> you knew from that EP. It was he's all be somebody. <laughs> he's got to ditch that little toy piano, and he's gold. Yeah. Uh, question ten: What's your go-to karaoke song? I am definitely nervous about karaoke. So there are a few I feel uh, brave enough to take on. I remember doing, speaking of taking on, I did take on me in high school at yeah. like an end of year party in math class. I performed that one, which is kind of an evil Knievel style move in the <laughs> karaoke world <laughs> to do, try and hit those notes that take on me gets to. Oh. My favorite part of Take On Me is everyone thinks that the highest note that they're going to hit is on me. And there couldn't be more wrong because it's Take On Me, higher, 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 take me on, I'll be gone. <laughs> and then that's when people peak. There's huh? still more. <laughs> <laughs> There's even more in a day or 
and then by two you should just be shattering every piece of glass around you like it's absurd and plus in a day in a day or you know or brings it back down yep after being going progressively up for so many notes that really sets you up for a spectacular failure in front of all your classmates oh it's it's brilliant i'll i'll give you a quick trick if i'm singing that song i'm not even singing the or that or is pure inhale because i need to <laughs> sindel from mortal combat scream <laughs> to <laughs> gets him every time that's a very wise tip that's a that's a free one that's a free one for all the listeners out there next one you will just be charged from your paypal don't worry how it happens okay uh question 11 it's the last song you listen to the last song i listened to you know i'm listening to a song right now whoa got music playing quietly and it's moon from the album planetarium by four artists i won't bore you by listening (laughs) by listing but the song i've been listening to and was listening to recently most intentionally is uh what's up fat lip already a classic song the breakbot remix that song i've every so often discover a real banger and that's one that i've listened to like 10 times today wow high praise being real being real that's what this show is getting real respect them question 12 what's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from i want to hear more from so under created too few too few of albums yeah you're just begging for one more please mr Bandman, supply me one more <laughs> i'm pouring through my spotify as we speak my issue is that i'm a fake music fan uh, who only <laughs> listens to like one song by each artist you know perfect perfect i rarely have full albums and rarely rarely listen to full discographies and i would say the exceptions to that where i can't wait for their next album because i've listened to their previous one so many times would be Wolfpack and metronomy Ooh, strong if i have to pick one Wolfpack, that's a great one it's a great one uh 13 what's a song that brings the most emotion out of you any song by john denver I will, mm. when I'm driving alone, I will blast that and just feel the most emotions I can feel. Wow. It'll just bring my every chemical in my body to the <laughs> to the peak. Just overflowing through your ears. It's just, it's all there. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Beautiful song. 14. What's your favorite music video? Favorite music video. I really love, um... It's by Zach Valeri. Sore Throat, it's called. Hmm. It's like very oddly slice of life, very slow motion. It's Valeri, V-I-L-L-E-R-E. E-R-E, okay. Yeah. And it's just a, such a specific energy that's very immersive. Wow. That's all I can say about it, I guess. It sounds fantastic. It's a shame. The correct answer is Dragula by Rob Zombie, but close. Ah, I was close. <laughs> Very few get that one right for some reason. Uh, 15, 
got a million dollars, but you have to donate it to charity. What charity is it going to? Hmm. What charity do I like? My girlfriend is a social worker. She works a lot in the nonprofit space. She's worked for food shelves and stuff before. And she's um, enlightened me. She's got a lot of behind the scenes info and it's made it like made me more wary of a lot of nonprofits. It's like a lot of them do Mm. get plenty of money. It's not like you should stop donating to them or anything, but a lot of them get plenty of money and just don't know what to do with it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and so it's hard to find a nonprofit that like needs more money and is using it for effective things. Yeah. But gosh, I have trouble thinking of something off the top of my head. I definitely like mutual aid groups, like really community focused stuff. Because a lot of the, the nonprofit sector is like filled with a lot of the same types of people who aren't the same types of people as they're supposed to be providing services for. Yeah. And aren't really looking to the people they're providing for to learn how to provide the best for them. So it's difficult to find one that's good. But yeah, mutual aid groups have what I've been looking for. I can dig it. I like it. Uh, 16, favorite holiday. Mm. I like Thanksgiving and that's not just because it's coming up immediately. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the lowest stress one, you know, Christmas, you got a lot of build up to, you got to really, Christmas is terrifying to me. I feel like everybody takes on a part-time job in December and we're not giving each other the time off to to do that. But Thanksgiving is low stress for me because my aunt makes all the food Mm. and then I get to go have it and, Thanksgiving stuffing is my favorite food in the world, the way she makes it. So come to my aunt's for Thanksgiving. I'll be there. I won't be there. But (laughs) But you're welcome. We'll save a seat for you. Perfect. (laughs) Just a a small little placard that just says Buell. (laughs) That's right. Uh, 17, what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Hmm. Americano. Yeah, that just started earlier this year for me. But Americanos, classic beverage, does the does the job of getting you energized <laughs> with maximum efficiency. That's what I feel. It's a, it's a great one. Eighteen. This is where it gets controversial. Okay. Spell the word. Gray. Hmm. Pass. Wow. <laughs> a G R A Y. I assume that was an American versus Canadian slash UK thing. Is that what you've discovered in your research? I've discovered in my complete lack of research, but from different answers that I've gotten, uh, everyone has a slightly different reasoning as to why. Um, Like some people say it is American versus uh, UK. Uh, Some people, and this is my personal favorite, believe that ey gray is like a mood like it's more ethereal ah but ay is like the crayon like the color and then also one of my favorites uh previous guest isla hink from easy allies uh she said uh gray with an ey is just darker <laughs> <laughs> which i have no way of knowing which is correct the bloodborne spelling correct yes interesting 19 What's your prized possession? Most prized? Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is no, that's stupid. Stupid answer. I was gonna say my camera. I really love my new camera. It's so I can. It's so effortless to make footage look good when the camera is just high resolution. When you just buy an expensive one, (laughs) you look like you're good at shooting stuff. That's half the battle. Spielberg doesn't know what he's doing. He just he's just got a lot of cash lying around. Yeah, but I guess close second would be the clown painting behind me. Oh, that's good. That I found in an antique shop. It's a sad clown, and the colors are just beautiful. I just. I got it. I was I was staring at it so long. I was like, I'm going to put this on my wall and build the rest of the wall around it. Like just get a bunch of other paintings because I love this one so much. Wow. So that just went on a blank wall and just the rest of the room appeared around it. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Planted the seed. <laughs> a clownish seed. Uh, question 20. Are you competitive? Yes. I was in denial about it for a while. But I find that I definitely am and I have to be careful about that. Be intentional about that. Don't take it out on my friends. (laughs) You know, like it's there's a time and place to be competitive, but prioritizing having fun in those competitive situations is something I've put a lot of brain power towards growing in the direction of. Absolutely. Uh, 21. Do you consider golf a sport? We have this giant golf course four blocks away from us that I just hate. It's so big and I wish it was just a park or some other good use of the space for everybody. Yeah. But I think despite that, it is a, well, what's the distinction between a sport and a game, I guess. That's the tricky part. Mm. Uh, Again, this would take literally the smallest modicum of effort to look up, but <laughs> I shan't be doing such a thing. I, I personally, uh, and this is this has gotten me in a lot of hot water. I say golf is a skilled hobby. I personally uh. say you need defense to be a sport. Oh, call me crazy. That's just what it is. Snowboarding, incredibly skilled hobby. Will take more skill than I'll ever have. Golf, same thing. Just not a sport. You need defense. Curling. No, I don't believe there's defense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I throw that out the window. Curling rules. <laughs> right. Curling is the sport. I, I do really like curling. I think that's a good distinction. I think golf is a skilled hobby or a game. I don't think it's automatically a sport because they televise the championship of it. Yeah. Uh, 22. Have you ever played any sports? Uh, not since grade school. I, I played baseball in the summer and basketball in the winter, and I was not good at either of them. But I played them by default. And then I, when I went to high school, I was like, mom and dad, I don't want to play sports anymore. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> and it made me wonder if I should have just said that years, years earlier. <laughs> that was so simple to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 23. Favorite sport to watch. I like basketball. I, I've, it's, I couldn't watch it every game that my favorite team played there's just a lot of them but once in a while a good basketball game is truly a joy to watch and uh the last dance the michael jordan documentary kind of reminded me of that it's a damn damn fun sport when talented people are playing it uh nba finals is like the only time i will watch basketball because it's just like 
everything means something. When it's game yeah. one of 400, I'm just like, I, I'm sure this is good, but <laughs> yeah, just, I just can't be bothered. One of my favorite sports experiences ever was just being in a bar where a bunch of people happened to be to watch like college basketball, to watch Ooh. Madison play. I was a lot of big fans of Madison, a lot of hooting and hollering. And it was like, the quintessential basketball moment of buzzer beater three-pointer wins them the game Whoa! the the bar erupting in that moment and being a part of that that was like this is what sports are about this is like the best sports ever feel and i don't need to be around for too much of the rest but i get the appeal here (laughs) that's incredible ah what a moment yeah uh 24 theme parks love them oh my god i've been meaning to go forever and i finally went again recently to valley fair which is a roller coaster place around here and it's a like therapeutic to to have that kind of adrenaline charging during the day and screaming and stuff like that feeling on the drive home it was just a full body relaxation state that made me even want to go back even more incredible uh, 25, dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. Standing in a wrestling ring and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? I think a lot. God, so it's potentially infinite. Potentially infinite which uh, has been dubbed the Beth May after previous guests of the show who said she would be stalking eight-year-olds to <laughs> like really cut a promo on them and be like, the second you turn nine, kid, I'm taking you down. <laughs> <laughs> At your birthday party. <laughs> yeah, just coming in with a steel chair to the back. It's happening. <laughs> That's cool. I feel like, honestly, with my cardio where it is, 50. Wow. 50, I'd really... 50, I'd be fully taken down. I'd get tired way before that. You'd make it a show. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's one for the front row, you know, really making it a big deal. Uh, 26. What's a game you know you can win? Game I know I can win against anyone or against a random average person? I would say somewhere between random average person and like, you know, devil came down to Georgia type scenario. Like, <laughs> so either a random person or Satan himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Preparing for both scenarios. Yeah. In my I've... Rocket League heyday, I felt really untouchable. Even knowing how far I was from the best, you could just run circles around somebody who doesn't, who isn't intimately familiar. Yeah. That's the joy of watching that game is like the highest level just looked like they're using a completely different tool set yeah. than the average player starting out. So in my heyday Rocket League, nowadays I guess maybe Beat Saber. Ooh, that's a good one. Can do pretty much every song expert plus of the, the main game. Oh. How ironic would it be to beat the devil in Beat Saber to the song Devil Came Down to Georgia? That would be poetic. That'd be the sum of human existence. I'm writing this down. This is gonna. <laughs> this We're is happening. Feature film. <laughs> I'm writing a screenplay as we speak. Uh, question twenty-seven. What topic can you discuss the most? Hmm. 
I guess uh, discussions on the nature of like being productive and being creative. I feel like I just spent so much time thinking about them that I could go on about them forever. Oh, or else the show lost. Yeah, now we're talking. (laughs) Gosh, I I love Lost to the point where people have told me. Just shut up about Lost, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a true Lost fan if that hasn't happened to you. I think every year I go, you think they sell replicas of that countdown clock from the hatch? And every year I look on Etsy and they don't. Wow. I don't know. They're missing a market or a replica of the Four Toad statue, like the full thing. If someone just sold exactly that. (laughs) Life-size. I'm at life side. <laughs> I live in the foot. Yeah. Somebody on Etsy could make a lot of money off of me if they wanted to, but hey. You've got to start that countdown clock thing. A it, great idea. The flip counter and the whole thing. Every day at noon it goes red. Like, come on, there's so many options there. Yeah. Uh twenty-eight favorite place you visited. Um, I was really fond of Sweden. I got to go there on a Game Informer trip. And that was a weird time where I was out of money. I was very bad at managing my money for a very long time. And I got to Sweden with no money and could only pay for like meals with my corporate account. And besides that, couldn't like use money to go do any touristy things. But there's plenty of free stuff to do. Went to some amazing museums. One on just the history of war, starting with apes fighting and going all the way up to like war in the Middle East with these like beautiful wax figures that you just kind of walk around and look at. And it was a cool, it was a, the museums that really made me feel like I would have dug museums more as a kid if they were more like that. They're very interactive. And in general, just so much beautiful architecture in Sweden. So much, we were near Old Town, which is, aptly named a lot of old buildings kind of on this little island it's connected by these bridges it was just a beautiful place to walk around and i would love to go back there that sounds amazing yeah stockholm specifically uh 29 what's your catchphrase got a blast i know there's another kid apparently who uses it but it just is it just fits me it works it's all there it's all vader sorry (laughs) uh question 30 what's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore i ever wore i kind of went off for halloween this year compared to previous years because i did a couple's costume with my girlfriend where we were the villains from chicken run mr and mrs tweedy what a deep cut that is (laughs) fantastic it was a lot of explaining it to people (laughs) (laughs) that night But yeah, that was the the most I've tried for a costume in a long, long time. I also wore a costume to the premiere of Prometheus. I wore a Yoda mask and a (laughs) bathrobe and said I was the Prometheus from Prometheus. That's good. That's very good. Uh, 31. Have you ever had anything named after you? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. God, I'd love to. Okay. 
God, there's a neighborhood coffee shop I could probably swindle into it. Probably That's show the... them my YouTube plaque. Yeah. Just yeah, I'm all for swindling. Yes. This is this... more swindling, please. <laughs> I'm taking a staunchly pro swindling agenda here. Hundred percent. Uh and specifically I only have that question because I do have a hot dog named after me, and it's my possibly my highest honor in all of life. So That's amazing real good good brag uh <laughs> had to sidle it right in there uh 32 hobby you dedicated the most time to is gaming too general i would say no unless I'm... you unless you have a, a more nuanced specific uh category from there you know i guess virtual reality specifically Mm-mm. i've really really given it a lot of time the past like six months as much as i've always loved it i've been playing it like every day for a long time it just popped into my head today i was like i'm probably in like the 99th percentile of people who actually use their vr headset so i guess i would say that tough to tell the difference between when you're plugged in and when you're not (laughs) yeah (laughs) or so i'm told i don't know I'm seeing notes come at me right now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 33. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Ooh. Juicy. Spilling tea? I don't know if I'm using that properly. Uh- <laughs> um, I liked uh, Kate Micucci in high school. I had a real Kate mm. Micucci face. The ukulele girl who I oh, first yeah. saw on, on Scrubs. Yeah, Garfunkel and Oates. She's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess at more modern day, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I'll probably watch anything she's in. Great answers. Great answers. Uh, 34. What's the strangest job you ever had? Strangest job. I guess when I was uh, late high school, started my first real job. At the old folks' home, I had a side job where I worked for my mom and my aunt who run this thing called uh, Behavior Science Systems, which is for diagnosing kids with how they're, like, learning compared to how their peers are learning, you know, whether they're at the age level they're supposed to be Oh, gotcha, yeah. And I would go over to my aunt's and pack boxes to ship out of those materials. And it was, like... Going over, laying myself in the back, going downstairs to the weird room that was dedicated just to it and packing it up and listening to music or podcast. And it was like really simple, satisfying work, filling packages like that and putting the label on it and stuff. I guess yeah. the most unique job I've had is probably that. Check with the judges, but they'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, 36, no, 35 book you'd recommend the world to read cherry by nico walker Mm. i feel like it's a pretty popular book but i got a lot out of it and i want more people to read it it's like a really interesting i really love books that are first person perspectives on really small moments Mm -hmm. that's like that's something i love books for doing as i've gotten back into reading in the past year and better than other mediums they can have that first person perspective and cherry is one of the most compelling 
ones I've ever read for sure. And it's it's about specifically like somebody who's addicted to drugs and an ex uh, soldier back from Iraq and some other time in Iraq. And it's a really, really uh, what's the word? Enlightening perspective to read. Oh, very cool. Uh, 36 movie that always makes you laugh. Movie that makes me laugh. They came together. I really like, I think that's one of the funnier comedies out there. Recently, you know what? Me and my girlfriend got high and watched Master of Disguise, the Dana Carvey movie. Oh, yeah. I laughed my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) That movie is one of the wildest things ever put to celluloid. And you're laughing at it as much as you're laughing with it. But it was very worthwhile for me. That's phenomenal. I, I... I don't remember where I learned this factoid, but it is now forever linked with Master of Disguise. Um, I want to say it was from a podcast. I'm is sorry it the September I, 11th thing? It's the September 11th thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really have wonder if that was true. I, I feel like it has to be because what an absurd lie to make up, especially for like the Turtle Club scene in Master of Disguise. But yeah, the, it's that they were filming it on 9-11 and they had a moment of silence. But here's the thing. You watch that scene and you can see in their eyes it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you can see the innocence behind their eyes. Still there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I want it to be true so badly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Uh if we could all believe just for a moment uh 37 what's the worst movie you've ever seen worst movie i've ever seen god i really hated uh american sniper oh (laughs) i was was, uh in a airbnb you know movies are more than their script and their acting they're the time you watch them they're your headspace when you're seeing them they're the environment around you yeah And not that I would have liked that movie in any circumstances, but the circumstance was I was in Texas with my girlfriend at an Airbnb in the historic cold snap of this past February, where like people froze to death. Yeah. Ted Cruz is out of town, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so we were like stuck in the Airbnb, just watching the DVDs they had left around, which were all very American, Christian, patriotic Texas? And that was that was one of I know, hard to believe. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the more miserable movie viewing experiences I've had. Incredible. Uh 38. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Who have I been liking lately? Who have I been vibing with? Hmm. God. I want to pull up my letterbox. I'm really bad at pulling specific memories. <laughs> it's really as simple as that. But I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to think here and I'm going to give okay. it as long as it takes. We're here. We're here for the ride. Not going to rush it. Actor. Yeah. Somehow I- the podcast analytics are actually rising more people <laughs> are just jumping into the podcast now. it's the tension it's, it's it the really tension. is the tension yeah i've always liked simon Pegg. 
Mm. There's a point in high school where when Netflix first started and streaming first started specifically, I would watch like just the Simon Pegg movies they had on them. Oh yeah. I liked him. And he had he was he wrote Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, you know, with Edgar Wright. So I had that extra level of respect. Like yeah. this is a smart dude. He's not just a pretty face. Got it all. Total package. Lex Luger style. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird deep cut. Yeah. Uh 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the Raptors are running through the kitchen? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We rewatched Jurassic Park recently. It's still pretty cool. And the effects look like better than Jurassic World. Like they've aged so well. Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers to me how well it's aged. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Question 40. First show as a kid you got really into? Really into? Uh, Kids show as a kid I got really into would have been Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Nice. Thought that was a really creative show and the theme song was incredible. Yeah. still is and then i guess besides that viva la bam was the first show i remember setting up our dvr to record like oh, learning yeah. how to do that <laughs> <laughs> again talk about bangers of a theme song there you he's go. gonna give you what you need right there he's gonna do whatever the f you want that's what was so cool to me as a kid that concept he put a skate park right in his freaking living room dude oh my god he slapped his mom around or whatever <laughs> so epic <laughs> uh youtube algorithms will occasionally just recommend a whole series of viva la bam clips to me and i'm just like you're not wrong like i don't not want to watch these and i don't blame you for <laughs> yeah of me. i kind of do want to see like you know johnny knoxville cut the roof of his hummer off or whatever he did like yeah i'll watch that again thanks youtube sure uh 41 who should play you in a movie of your life well i get the chris pratt thing a lot Mm. and i would like that just because he'd have to put weight back on to do it (laughs) (laughs) so that'd be fun to to have him do that hey who knows what he's doing for this mario role you know he could be going really method with it true god i hope his the mustache starts appearing in his in his famous instagram posts we all love (laughs) we all love I would love it if, yeah, even even the, just the voice acting part, you can still hear the mustache ruffling into the into the microphone. Yeah, and like, rubbing on it. <laughs> That'd be Chris, good. just back off an inch. Come on, man. Uh, 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you ever met in person? Had to have been Dan Harmon. Oh. Of Community and Rick and Morty. Although I didn't really meet him. I was just five feet away from him in his house. In his house, though. That's, yeah, I was. Wait a minute. I visited LA a few years ago, and I we went to a party that happened to be at his house that his wife was hosting. It was oh, a Breaking wow. Bad watch party for like the season five part two premiere. Would have been the timing of it, and he came through and he pet his dog five feet away from me. Practically, I like he really liked the thing. <laughs> the dog, <laughs> the petting, the whole thing, all of it. Yeah. Uh wow. Yeah. Uh, forty-three. TV show or podcast that you love but you don't think anyone else knows about? I mean, as far as love to no one knows about it ratio, Patriot on Amazon Prime is definitely the highest. That's, and the exception would be because I've evangelized it so much. Some people in my life have watched it. (laughs) (laughs) But I absolutely love that show. And partially, I mean, in some small way, because 
it's so underappreciated. I have a very personal attachment to it. Yeah. Kind of have the, the rallying cry behind it, you know? Right. Absolutely. Uh, 43? No. 44. Ah. Ooh. Exciting. Favorite comedian? Um, Bo Burnham, I've always felt like doesn't even count because he's so far above the other ones for me. And he's like, does a more of a one man show type of thing, especially with his new special, obviously. Yeah. But he has been my favorite just because his level of like growth between specials, I admire so much. And as, as I, as not only he ages, but I also age at almost the same rate. (laughs) No way to know for sure, but pretty close. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah. It's exciting for my creative journey to see him continuing his creative journey and feeling like we're both kind of over his past special by the time the new one comes out. Yeah. You know, it's like he's he's changing fast and I love that. Great. Uh 45 best Saturday Night Live cast member. Hmm. I feel like there are probably some people that I forget even came from saturday night live because they've they've spread their wings and soared yes transcended right and so my favorite's probably one of those i honestly you know what norm mcdonald i like got into him in the past couple years only and loved his podcast and his shows and everything and then when he passed away went on another deep dive and still watch clips now and then Oh, this, yeah. just like there's that one channel i'm not norm that just uploads the same clips rearranged and i will yeah. just watch them over and over again i don't care even with the clunky promotional t-shirt ads at the end i'm gonna watch the whole thing they know <laughs> yep. they've got me <laughs> definitely his <sighs> his yeah his delivery is like you could have 20 years to come up with the best possible delivery and it wouldn't be as good as his just off the cuff yeah delivery of any of these jokes and when he's just so pleased with himself his little smirks uh my still to this day the thing that like just makes me cry laughing just thinking about is when he tells the story of him meeting matlock do have have you heard this of norm mcdonald he goes he just starts it with i met matlock the other day and i think he's talking to um steven merchant i believe and he goes i met matlock uh, matlock being an old tv show that andy griffith like acted on and so Stephen Merchant goes, do you mean Andy Griffith? And he goes, no, Matlock, like white suit, Southern lawyer, describing the character of Matlock. I met Matlock <laughs> in a, uh, a bookstore in L.A. And he's reading a big, heavy book, you know. So I try to get up close. Do you know who Matlock is? He used to be Andy Griffith. He played Matlock. He, that wasn't Matlock. his real name. Ben right? Matlock, yeah. white suits. Lawyer, he's a big, yes. big lawyer. So no, he's no. reading a book, you know. So I get—I don't like books. No, they make me sleepy. But you surprised me. I got close to him, and I pick up a book, you yeah. know, because I want him to notice. <laughs> and I don't know what to say, so I go, "Holy fuck! I didn't see that shit coming." Something like that, right? And then he turns to me, and I was younger, and he said, "It's nice to see a young man who uh, likes literature." And I go, "I like literature. I like TV. I like lawyers." You know, I like whites. And then my throat got dry, and my whole being felt like I was somewhere else. I never felt such a feeling. 
it was not him. Didn't even look like him. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Stephen, I'll say this. Not a day goes by, I don't think about that fucking old man, how much I hate his fucking guts. No, I hate him. (laughs) Just, he goes on this entire diatribe about meeting Matlock, and the whole punchline is, didn't even look like him. (laughs) His his confidence in bits going on super long makes them work. Oh my god. It's a it's a stroke of genius. It really is. Alright, babe. Yeah. Shout out to a real one. Uh 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've ever done? Nerdiest thing I've ever done. Gosh, I don't consider myself much of a nerd. Mm. It's the truth of it. I guess when I was a kid I would have done nerdy stuff. But I don't know. All that comes to mind is, <laughs> well, nerd and dork are sometimes interchangeable, and this is more of a dorky thing. Okay. I remember there was a little Luke Skywalker, not even action figure I had. It was more like a toy soldier, you know, a little Luke Skywalker with his feet planted on the little oval base. Yeah. And I was really into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater at the time, but I couldn't always play it because my parents were were careful about that stuff. Of course. And so I would take the little Luke Skywalker figure and I'd make him skate around the things in my house. I'd skate around the little Zen garden, <laughs> skate around the little like pop-up books. You remember that book that would open around to be a full circle and it would be like this castle? Yeah. With all these different rooms. I love that book. And I'd just have a little Luke skateboard around in there. I don't know why that's not what came to mind, but let's say it's up. Again, I would look to the judges, but they're allowing everything these days, so... <laughs> uh 47 least favorite state oh time to throw some shade gosh i didn't like florida and i haven't heard many things that make me think i didn't give it a fair <laughs> enough shot <laughs> i was only through yeah. it for like a disney cruise when i was 14 you know, it launched from there and came back there. But the climate was oppressive. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Say. I was in Florida for a cruise for about 12 hours, and it's still the worst sunburn I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Oof. Uh, 48. Best thing you ever won. Best thing I ever won? I won a pre-roll ad contest for Mega64, the YouTube channel. Oh, wow. They were like, we're going to do YouTube pre-roll. And hold a contest for you guys to edit our clips together or whatever. And yeah, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. I remember them accidentally showing the first frame of the winner before they're like, oh, whoops, never mind. We're uh, coming up next is the winner. And I knew that it was the first frame of my video and I just lost my mind in that moment. Whoa. So excited. And I felt like that was um that was right as Games Are Done for Kids was getting started, which was like my multi-year project before. Which led to me interning and getting hired at Game Informer and was kind of, you know, the first step on the career path that I'm on right now. So that's very special to me. Not just because of those reasons, of it kind of launching, get, letting me go on and plug the thing. And we got a lot of our like longest long-term fans that way. Some people who still watch me and some close friends came out of that. But wow. yeah, all of that to the side, just like getting to meet those guys and getting validated by them who are such huge fans of. That was a wonderful moment. Uh, amazing and congratulations how cool thank you i don't know if they ever aired it (laughs) oh wow (laughs) you should 
really get on him with that. Like, to be gotta... honest, they said like, oh, that was great, man. You know, after we talked and everything, they sent an email. I was like, that was awesome. Can you send over the high quality version of it? And I was like, uh, that was the high quality version of it. Because oh, no. it was the first thing I edited in Sony Vegas. And so there's probably some weird export setting. And honestly, yeah. the videos probably weren't downloaded in the highest quality. So maybe it wasn't high quality enough for them to use it. Oh, no. Hey, it still counts. Still counts. Uh, 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? I used to collect uh, funky keyboards from thrift stores and from eBay. The only one I still have is this awesome Yamaha Keytar SHS-10. Beautiful, beautiful instrument in every way. But yeah, it's it was always fun to me to dink around on those little things. It was a fun thing to collect because you got the practical, fun sounds out of it. You know, it was use, useful, <laughs> technically uh, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question 50. Dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife. Yeah. Knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? knife or bat i remember when this question first popped off on the giant bomb cast i was i was there you know yeah ground and zero I think of it all yeah <laughs> i've changed my mind on it over the years i think but right now i'm pretty confident in saying baseball bat whoa i know you need the space but i think i could create the space you know mm, okay backing up running away as long as i need to and then you need one good hit and they're they might still try and swing at you, but they're not going to be able to do it uh, in a capable way. Very interesting. Very interesting. Is uh, What do people say on that usually? Is there one side people come down on? I think that usually wins. People always go, the range, the range. The range. The range. Maybe if it was a wood bat, it'd be a harder choice. Yeah, that might be true. Aluminum, yeah. I still think it's team knife. I still... In my heart of hearts, <laughs> I still think knife, but I respect I, that. I respect both sides. We have plenty more episodes left with the great Leo Vader, but first we just gotta do a little housekeeping here. I gotta promote my phone number, a real wax vet. I gotta tell you to rate and review and all that stuff. And I gotta tell you where we get the music from here. Like the song that's playing right now from the Mini Vandals. Or the song that's gonna play after the break from DJ Williams. The opening song from Diala, Or even the closing one from Single Friend. Did I mention I have a phone number now? If you wanna leave me a message, uh, just listen for a second. I'll do a whole little ad break about it. Uh, 732-592-9838. But don't you worry about that. Uh, just listen to the rest of the episode. Everything else will fix itself. It's fine. We're all good. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. The 99 Questions Hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me... If you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question live on the show. Well, not live. It's pre-recorded. But you know what I mean. I got the number right here. 732-592-9838. 
That spells out Real Wax Vet. That's right. Real Wax Vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know. All the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day. people probably know you from obviously your time at Game Informer uh, your time at uh, MinMax lovely uh, place there Uh, uh, and indeed your own personal YouTube channel which uh, I dare say has a lot of really good content I know it's the one that's kind of brought up a lot but dear god that banana peel video is so freaking good it's so rewatchable I don't know what it is about it it's just so real I can't not get enough of it um uh but my question uh, becomes this i think you've had kind of a career path if i can call it that that a lot of people are, uh, are very enviable about uh, a lot of a lot of big outlets a lot of forward facing uh places and and a lot of very justified uh fame notoriety for it <laughs> <laughs> um but my question becomes where would you like this path to lead do you have a an end goal in mind? Are you just kind of riding the wave out and see where it takes you? That's a good question. I think I've been more satisfied than ever the past few months. The level of like uh yeah, but where is this going is kind of is kind of gone. I feel like I've gotten things to a place where I'm like really not getting burnt out working and I'm getting stuff out that I'm proud of. Yeah. And so it's hard to imagine like rocking that boat. But I think um, they say your life happens in three year chunks. And I feel like that's been so true for me. It was like three years at my first job. And right after moving out, it was three years doing games and drum for kids at the other job. It was three years at Game Informer. And now I'm like one year into independent contracting and solo stuff. Yeah. And it is hard to imagine in two years being tired enough of it to move on. But I thought that at the end of my first year at Game Informer too. And then by the end of year three, it was it was time to go. And so it's, I think I'm in that phase right now where it's like, I've gotten my new dream job. To be honest, dreamier than, than working at Game <laughs> Informer <laughs> to be working for myself. Yeah. Making YouTube videos. And so... I I think it's very possible in two years I'll be wanting to move on to whatever's next. And I think what that would be would be some kind of like job in comedy writing, Mm. perhaps on for, for like streaming or TV or whatever. I feel like that's the only step past where I'm at that I'm interested in going to. Besides that, it's like, when will I ever be more empowered than to make the kind of YouTube videos I'm making? Like I'm not feeling like a servant to the algorithm at all or anything it's purely doing what i want to do at the pace that i want to do it and 
I think, yeah, I'm more in the in the vein of writing it out for now. Amazing. Yeah. And also, again, this is a very nerdy, very deep cut, but the happenstance that you made an entire video about YouTube's algorithms, and then the very <laughs> next video that you make, basically saying to the algorithms, F you, I'm not doing it, I'm doing my own thing. And then the very next video, what? What is it up to? Multi-million views? Yeah. <laughs> like, just that canon, like, one to two progression is hilarious. <laughs> it is uh, suspicious, frankly. Almost, kinda. <laughs> I, it's really remarkable. I'm, I'm very grateful for that element of it. It's so funny. And so oh. it's just an interesting part of the, the Leo Vader canon. <laughs> well, it's incredible, and uh, you got to keep on keeping on. Uh, and we got to keep on moving down this list. Nice. <laughs> 51. What's your phone wallpaper right now? Uh, it is uh, my girlfriend and our two cats. I'll hold mm. it up for you. She's chilling on the couch, and our cats are on the tree. Second level and third level, Doctor and Hank, respectively. So oh, it's kind of great. just a portrait mode, every important figure in my life in one picture. And I just recently realized you can hold your phone screen if it's a live photo, and it, it moves. Whoa. It does the live photo thing from your home screen. I never knew that until the other day. I learned it by accident. T-I-L, right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need an iPhone is what I'm learning. That's pretty cool. And my uh, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the one and two on the list. Yeah. Uh, 52. What's the last thing you Googled? Let's see. Google.com. <laughs> uh, it says here, 99 questions, Bob Buell. Interesting. Interesting. It was, I was looking up if there was a video version. Ah. I wanted to find out. Before that, it was a uh, Writer's Republic patch notes because there was a patch when I booted it up today and I wanted to know what it was. Oh, nice. Damn, I love that game. Uh, 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? I like uh, regal names. I would go with probably Reginald. Well, that's good. That's very strong. I want to build that level of mutual respect, you know? It's not like I'm the owner. Yeah. We're both established figures that's about <laughs> so as the pet is kind of walking through the house you can like tip a hat and they'll exactly. acknowledge you right back right that's the ideal pet human relationship i think uh 54 what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to i'm not a big wrestling guy i have watched it but not to the point where i remember a lot of people's names so I guess uh, The Rock. More than fair. Dwayne? <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, sorry. Uh, 55, what's your comfort food on a bad day? Mm, always been macaroni and cheese. Always will be macaroni and cheese. Specifically with extra habanero cheddar. Habanero cheddar. I've always been akin to... Kin to? Not the right <laughs> word at all. I've always been enjoying uh a mac and cheese with a nice uh piece of chicken on top and a little hot sauce mm. that's good stuff now that's chicken. good stuff a meat i haven't combined i've done bacon i've done hot dogs oh all kinds of meat 
little buffalo chicken mac and cheese on there. Yeah, good stuff. Right on. Uh, fifty-six favorite smell. Um, they're really smells are really nostalgic. You know, they really yeah. bring you back, invigorate memories you don't even know you had. And I like when a scent reminds me of like my grandma's house when I was a kid. I used to get that sometimes. This is becoming a weird answer. When I was worked at the steakhouse, certain old people Ooh. would smell like my grandma's house when I was a kid. <laughs> and it's I, a nice smell. It's a fantastic smell. You don't know. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> you don't know what it smelled like. Uh, 57. Best candy? I love uh, Tony's Chocolonely lately, if we can count a chocolate bar. Tony's Chocolonely? Yeah. They, I don't know if I've ever even heard of this. Supposedly fair trade. They're surprisingly everywhere. Like, I thought it was some random discovery, but I've been seeing them a lot lately. It's just oh. like, they have different flavors, but the standard milk chocolate is the best. And that's my favorite candy. They're supposedly, like, anti-slavery, free trade milk chocolate, which chocolate has a big problem with. Yeah, but if they had the regular amount of slavery, I would still buy them. They're delicious. <laughs> Maybe it's like a like yellow cars. Like I just haven't spotted one, so I just don't see it. But like totally. once I open my eyes to it, it's just like oh, they're everywhere. They're in every store. Yeah. Uh, fifty eight worst candy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. What if this interview ground to a halt after this, and it was just. He couldn't continue. Sorry, that bummed me out. <laughs> the <laughs> mood, bad candy. The mood soured for the rest of the show after the worst candy question. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, Charleston shoes, those classic old ones. But I, I think something as simple as a almond joy. I hate. You know. Ooh. I feel like I, this past Halloween, we were walking through the store looking at all Halloween candies, and it's like, why is every variety pack, why does every one have a bad one? <laughs> you can always look at it, and everybody you're with will agree that's the bad one. Yeah. It's the Almond Joy. It's the Three Musketeers in certain company. I don't hate Three Musketeers, but you can tell one of them is not as good as the others here. Yeah. I don't know why they make those ones. <laughs> I guess they just have to get rid of them somehow, and this is just their weird Ponzi scheme to do so? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 58. Nope. 59. What's a restaurant you'd recommend? A restaurant i recommend? I mean, Culver's isn't worth recommending, because if it's you know it or you don't have one around. But that's, God, I love Culver's. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, I've had a, um, I don't know. I was going to say Pizza Ranch. I was taken to recently, had a surprisingly great time. Oh, that's a good arcade, name. Surprisingly good pizza. Yeah, it's like a buffet type situation. Nice. But I've also had bad experiences there and had friends who have, so I can't give it a wholehearted recommendation. Try it. See if you got a good one near you. The whole ranch worth of pizza. What's not to like? High risk, high reward. This podcast is brought to you by Pizza Ranch. <laughs> uh, 60. What's a food you've never eaten? That's tough because I feel like I've, I've seen a food, I've tried it, you know? 
try anything at least once, even if I end up not liking it. Yeah. But certainly, like, Stingray, weird stuff like that. I don't think I've ever tried Swordfish. Oh, Swordfish is wonderful. Yeah. I bet it is. Haven't crossed paths with it. That's fair. Yeah, I was at a um, a Chinese restaurant. Uh, not even near me. Just a while away from me, actually. But I wanted to go there specifically. And they had marinated jellyfish on the menu. Oh. And gosh darn, if that wasn't a delicious jellyfish. <laughs> really really good that's really interesting the person i was with just looked at me and said you're ordering the jellyfish right because i just order all the weird stuff and i'm like i have to because i've never seen it on any menu ever right i have to get it very good highly recommend right now shout out soup dumpling plus in fort lee new jersey that's such a good name (laughs) i think i have a subscription to that You have to be on the premium tier of Soup Dumpling Plus to uh, get a hold get of the jellyfish. jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 61. Strangest food that you have eaten. I mean, I had that extra life crap. Oh. I ate a scorpion and a tarantula on extra life. Classic. That was pretty strange. It kind of just tasted like dirt. The grossest oh. element was the scorpion uh, shell. Is that fair to say? That was hard to chew up, and you oh, could feel it really feel the shards going down. Ugh. And also the tarantula legs, you know, the hair factor of that. Yeah, that would kind of freak me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not terrible, though. <laughs> Put a little hot sauce, a little chicken on top. <laughs> oh, I should have brought hot sauce. That would have definitely helped. Oh, what a what a baller move to pull out a scorpion and go, one second and put a little little Dip dab in ranch <laughs> that is a power move right there uh 62 what's a typical day off typical day off it starts with me meditating as as most of my days start and then it, there usually are chores i need to do dishes things that the list continues absolutely (laughs) and i try to get those done first thing so that i can truly chill i try to be conscious of am i chilling or am i just really trying to chill and not being successful at it i think people need to find the distinction there it's and you know before i game out which i do on a lot of my days off if i'm not spending time with my sweetie but let's say a leo solo day off yes solo dolo style gaming out watching movies i'll really stop and sit and think like is there anything weighing on me anything i need to address before i go right into the chiller's mindset and then yeah a lot of gaming hitting up my friends seeing if anybody wants to play siege watching sitcoms i've already seen comfort television sounds like a pretty good day that's what i like 63 what's a bucket list item that you accomplished i mean certainly in the vein of dream jobs i've accomplished a couple of those bucket lists i know yeah that i'm very grateful for but i think also yeah like going to japan Ooh, i had wanted to do for a long time and my friend the aforementioned joe mm-hmm. was working out there and i got to fly out there with those that sweet game informer money i went Just to so to, much of it <laughs> oh my god dude 
<laughs> I don't even want to get into how rich I was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got to go two Christmases in a row. And I was like, so grateful for those times. What a, what a cool place. And I always would have been curious about it if I didn't get to go. And it isn't quite the exact same money proposition to go now, you know, and Ooh. to go when I don't have a friend there to take me on the tour. I was yeah. really glad I got that. Those things lined up in my life. Oh, incredible. Uh, 64 bucket list item. You probably won't accomplish. Hmm. The thing that comes to mind when I think bucket list is skydiving. Ooh, something I've yeah. always been curious about, but I really could see me putting it off until it's too late. I think there's a very good chance I won't ever do that. It's fair. That's fair. 65 dubbed by previous guests. The realest question of the bunch. Oh, name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Regret not keeping in contact with. Correct name them <laughs> social last four of the credit card <laughs> first middle last but in whatever um, order you'd like <laughs> uh i had a friend named nick he was my best friend for years and we kind of had a falling out but not in a way that couldn't be healed over time but i feel like i the falling out was, you know, my fault. So I'm kind of waiting. If he wants to start that relationship again, that friendship, it's I want him to be the one to do it and not me trying to do it to make it okay to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know if that's cowardly and I don't know if I just reached out to him. He'd be like, oh, great. We should hang. But also, we're just in different places in our lives now. So it's, yeah, it's the one I think about the most probably. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily like unfinished business or anything. Yeah. I gotcha. 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Hmm. Star Wars Pit Droids. I haven't played since I was six, probably, but I feel like I could. <laughs> if you could pull out of my brain the memory, it would be exactly what that game is. Right back in the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah, really nostalgic music that I've, I've used in videos recently. Rediscovering that soundtrack was fun. <laughs> but yeah, such a weird, small game. My options were limited on Mac. So any Mac game of that era would be very nostalgic. Nice. Uh, 67, what game have you spent the most time playing? Siege. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, for sure. Wow, yeah. My air count's like 700 hours in... Ooh match like in an actual match so not including any time just in the client waiting for matches or anything and that's and that number of it you know judging counting it like that that number is still the highest of any game i've played even including all the idle time and leaving it on of other games that's yeah yeah uh 68 what's something you built with your own hands i put up shelves for my sweetie's birthday oh. she doesn't have enough place to put her plants where the cats won't attack them so i put up some shelves so we can keep them out of out of cat reach and that took a lot of a uh, research on how mm. to get those to stay in drywall and not have the wall just collapse so that was the only project i've ever done anything like that and i was very proud of it nice should be thank you 
I haven't seen the shelves, but I assume they're wonderful. <laughs> they're at a 45 degree angle. Everything <laughs> slides right off. The plants are in a heap on the floor, but it's the thought that counts. Exactly. Question 69. Best pickup line. I just uh, put a clip of it in my latest video about Brendan Fraser. Oh. I, I seem to have lost my Congressional Medal of Honor around here somewhere. <laughs> That would kill. That's good. That's very good. <laughs> uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? The only nickname I ever had was at sleepaway camp for a week in oh. maybe sixth, maybe seventh grade. Some kids started calling me Kai. Hmm. K-A-I. Don't know where it came from, but I was like, I like having a nickname. I hope this sticks. <laughs> but that kid I never saw again didn't spread the message to my other friends. That's cool. Oh. So selfish. keeping that Kai to himself. Yeah. Uh 71. Do you believe in love at first sight? Hmm. I'm not really. I think it happens. When it happens, I say ah coincidence that you happened to have a meaningful <laughs> bond with that person. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably right, you know. Uh, 72, what's a big turnoff of yours? A big turnoff. Mm-hmm. Where you cross your arms and say, no, thank you. I hope this isn't too rude to certain people, but me and Hanson have talked about this. I dated someone who the relationship went on too long. For how it, for how much it was not going to work out, yeah. And she liked the Big Bang Theory. And after I broke up with her, I talked with Hanson about that. That came up or whatever, and he was like, "That is a metric of mine on dating apps. <laughs> is if they like Big Bang Theory, it's just not going to happen." And it's <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be too mean to people who do like that show. It's just like. There's specific uh, senses of humor, and a sense of humor compatibility is very important for a long-term relationship. I firmly agree, and I will say, hot take, I hate that show. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's not too controversial. It stinks. It truly stinks, and I know people who love it, and I just go, this? This? I've, (laughs) I've watched certain episodes of it out of curiosity with friends or whatever and it really is worse than you'd expect it's just staggering yeah i i'm I, it feels like they're mocking the audience at every turn <laughs> yeah I, I, I just... and it's also just the fact it's like five minutes of script and 15 minutes of laugh track yeah <laughs> it's hard to watch oh I, yeah that's a, a phenomenal metric uh for that uh 73 do you consider yourself an artist? Hmm. I would say yes, because my bar is very low. Hmm. For what I consider an artist. Or at least that's why I'd say I'd maintain humility while saying it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? Hmm. So many things. <laughs> There's a mushroom pasta I really fricked up. Mm. There was a, oh my God. I've since made it right, a chicken pot pie. But the first time I tried to make one, 
Oh. You know, a big a big one with the store-bought pie crusts and the chicken soup filling or whatever. Yeah. Creamy chicken. I was making it and I was stirring up the the interior, the gravy, and it wasn't thickening. And I was adding more and more flour. I was like, why isn't this thickening? Whatever. I guess it'll work. It'll be fine. And I cook it. And it tastes so funky. It tastes so strange. And Marie... My sweetie comes home and tries it. I'm like, heads up, sorry about this. It's kind of edible, but it's not good. And we come to realize that I'd used powdered sugar instead of flour. (laughs) And not just that, but so much more than the recipe called for of flour because I was trying to get it to thicken up. And it was like this candy apple pie. (laughs) Those words sound better than it was. It was just a (laughs) sickeningly sweet gravy chicken pot pie and we threw it out people love sugary chicken it's a known quantity classic combo <laughs> <laughs> uh 75 dubbed the ben hansen after uh you know some fella uh what's the greatest piece of art ever made mm, i do like this question there was that time where it was always coming up on the podcast yeah submissions for that i think it just is a really good uh conversation piece yeah because it's it's like you can't tell someone they're wrong because it's it's clearly the most hyperbolic but also the most subjective question ever so it's it's always fun yeah so my answer greatest work of art of all time i guess would be i at the time, in that era, I really said it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. And I think I might still think that. <laughs> There's just so much in that game. There's so much art in it. And yeah. every step you walk and look around and watch the sunset and see the fog and feel the time of day and like by just the, the weather and the sounds you're hearing of the animals... The way the animal sounds you're hearing are actual animals you can find. Yeah. It's really like being inside a, a painting of the old West or whatever. Maybe that's a pretentious answer, but it's like, damn, damn, that game is just so much art condensed. <laughs> and I'm sure that like the process of making it was torture for so many people. And that is hard not to think about that in this conversation, but it's, it was really special to me and it still is. Yeah. It's to this day the only Rockstar game I've beaten. I would dare say it's the only one worth beating. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right there. You might be right. Besides Red Dead 1. So nobody talks to me about that. <laughs> 76. Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? Hmm. I talked about it. Um... In my recent video, why are kids, why do kids love scary stuff or whatever ended up being called? Yeah. But yeah, there was just that time when I was a kid where I had a little stuffed tiger and I dreamed about someone coming and taking it. And then I woke up and it was gone. And that's, that's kind of the only paranormal thing I have ever felt like happened to me. My door used to swing open. Oh, but that was because the house was clearly at an angle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A little boring. I really, I got very excited there. But yeah, it's probably the angles. Yeah. Like the shelves. <laughs> right. <laughs> it all comes full circle. 
77. Would you ever use a Ouija board? Yeah, I have in high school. We talked to a World War One veteran named Ooh. Tommy Thompson with an M and seven N at the end, <laughs> which is like a moment where we're like, wow, it's really spelling it out. And then it ended on that, that M. <laughs> I don't know whose fault that was. It would be funny if the next message was like, asterisk, sorry, Thompson, autocorrect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid phone. Stupid spirit phone. Uh, 78. Simply, why? Why? I wish I knew. Ain't that the big question? It's up there. It's up there. Uh, 79. Given the chance, when would you time travel to? Not too long ago. I would do I would do the classic move of 1960 invest in IBM or whatever. I yeah. feel like knowing what companies are coming up, you could just make a fortune. Yeah, so easily. And going too far forward, you know, I don't know what's going to be there. I don't know if it's better. I'd yeah. be curious, but I wouldn't want to pick it and be stuck. Yeah. Now you're just stuck in a yeah, cold terminator future. What's there to do over there? Yeah, at least I can go see old movies. <laughs> 60s is probably too early. The movies probably weren't good yet. I'd probably do like 80, 1980. Yeah. Yeah. Watch like nice 80s action movies in the theater. Yeah. That'd probably be pretty sick. People just lighting up cigarettes everywhere, whatever the life was like back then. <laughs> uh, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Sudden. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of the changes to my life have been quite gradual. Gotcha. <laughs> or had a few starts and stops of trying, of like quitting coffee or uh, trying to meditate, trying to do. But honestly, you know what? My answer to that is the Pomodoro technique recently. Just the simple working technique of 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off. That is like, for a a brief time, I was forcing myself to do it, like really giving it a try because I was seeing good results from it. And now it's just completely a part of my workflow. Like, it's just a very natural part of my day. Wow. I don't think I've ever heard of that. That's uh, incredible. I I recommend it, especially if you're like self-employed, trying to make yourself be productive. I really needed that. Uh, structure. Wow. Incredible. Uh, 60, 60, 81. <laughs> what game show? We just start over. Uh, what game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Um, <laughs> no, Great British Baking Show is kind of a reality show. Yeah, but me and my yeah. girlfriend watch that a lot, and that would be fun to, uh, It'd be fun to be on. I wouldn't do good, but it would be fun. <laughs> but more of a straight up game show. I think uh, who wants to be a millionaire? So Ooh. I could be a millionaire. You're only 15 questions away. You're right there. <laughs> yeah. How hard could it be? <laughs> 82. What's a quote that you love? Um, There's one I've, I like recently. That was from Hell's Angels, the first published book. I believe by uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Mm. 
about the Hells Angels bikers gang. And it goes something like, uh, some men's sole purpose on the road is to avenge every wrong ever done them by man, beast, or fate. And that's one that keeps oh. popping into my head when I see like a angry driver, an aggressive driver or whatever. That's just like such a good sum up of <laughs> yeah certain types of people types of drivers that is a that's a deep one i like that a lot i like to write down little quotes in my little notebook <laughs> that's the only reason i haven't forgotten that one i also have a little notebook it's great yeah so much smaller than the rest <laughs> got some beetlejuice on broadway <laughs> oh wow yeah again humble brag just like the as dog. if the gift of seeing it wasn't enough <laughs> I needed a little treat for myself as well. Uh, 83. What's the best shirt that you own? I really love um, the super, a super Mario strikers Jersey. I got Ooh. from uh, Andy McNamara. It was going to be auctioned off for extra life. And then it didn't end up going. And we just had a grab bag where people could take them. And it's like my favorite pajama shirt, the super comfy, big Jersey. And my friend, Joe, I don't know if I mentioned him enough on this podcast. Yeah, He said like, I should think I could think about selling it on eBay or something like those kinds of one of a kind tie in shirts, like official production material. Like maybe I could get a grand for it or whatever, but I was trying to think of the the price that would be worth it for how much I love that shirt. And it's, <laughs> it's a good few hundred. I'm kind of curious, but I also love it so much. I don't even want to check. It's so oh, That's so great. Hey, thanks Miyamoto. Yeah. Shouts out. <laughs> uh, 84 would you change your middle name would i Mm-hmm. uh there was a time where i maybe would have it's eugene Ooh. and i was maybe self-conscious about that as a kind of an older somewhat nerdy sounding name but i like it now and also because i had my confirmation name it was after my grandpa also so it'd be a little rude to change it yeah. but my confirmation name was othagar whoa no one's ever heard of which I picked only because it started with O, so that my initials would be L E O B. Look at <laughs> so so for that reason I couldn't change it unless it also started with E. That's good. I was mad at my grandpa for some reason. I've always been slightly mad that my middle name isn't like Otis, so my initials could be B O B. Oh, that'd be nice. It's not. What it's is it? Stanley. Oh, <laughs> which is fine, but it's B-S-B. just like. You know, it kind missed of opportunity. it's a missed opportunity. It really is. Uh, eighty-five. What's a good impression you can do? <laughs> I am so bad at impressions. <laughs> I always have been, but I guess uh, Yoda. You know, that's pretty good. Hey, I can bust that one out now again. Not a lot of people can do a Yoda. This is true. This I is true. Challenge you to find one other person who can do a not very good Yoda impression. <laughs> I've checked multiple premieres of the movie Prometheus, and none of them could do it. None of them measure up. Uh, Eighty-six. One of these days, I just have to make a supercut of every impression through every episode, <laughs> just to make myself giggle, and then just delete it off the internet. Uh, Eighty-six. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already I do have stupid tattoos already. I got some stick and pokes. 
mm-hmm. out of high school with friends drinking thinking it's a good idea and i don't regret them it reminds me of that time in my life which i look back on fondly yeah but i wanted at that time to get a bunch of tattoos i was like oh i have so many ideas i wanted like all my favorite bands on my back like a list of the bands that were most important to me and it would have been a lot of bands that i just never listened to anymore (laughs) stopped being important to me i i definitely the aquabats would have been on there who i really loved in high school yeah but i don't know if i really wanted aquabats tattoo just get the full lyrics to pool party written from <laughs> across your entire back. That would be cool to have in like cursive font. It's like a, people think it's a quote from my dad or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pool party for the cool kids at my school. <laughs> Holy guacamole in the most fancy serif <laughs> font. Beautiful. Uh, 87. How would you describe your 16 year old self? hot (laughs) (laughs) well i (laughs) no yeah i can say that because it's me of course and i consent (laughs) but i i don't know i feel like that was before i started growing my horrible high school beard but after i started to mature into a young man i feel like i was very carefree in a way that was charismatic at the time i felt very cool in high school i don't know if i actually was my friends sure liked me but it was like i don't know i I, I might idealize that time too much for sure high school but i feel like in a lot of ways that was when i was the most myself the least reserved right the real goofball 88 what's the worst injury you've ever had been blessed with not a lot of bad injuries not any broken bones or anything, but I remember goofing around uh, when I was nine or so, pushing myself down this hill on a skateboard, like sitting on a skateboard and rolling down the hill. Yeah. And it was me and another person on it at the same time for extra weight. And I tried to push us off and the wheel ran over my pinky fingernail Ooh. and like half popped it off and made it all purple and stuff. And so I had to go to urgent care and they were like, okay, we're going to peel it off. Don't move. And then, of course, oh. the second they start feeling it, it's the worst pain of my life, and I yank it back, and it rips it off. And maybe that's what they're secretly planning. Oh, yeah. No way, you're just gonna sit there and take it. You're not the fucking, you're not fucking Paul Atreides. <laughs> it was a dead giveaway that that's what they planned because the doctor immediately like high fives the nurse, like, yeah, we yep. got him, we got another one. <laughs> and they said in your face to me while I was crying. Then he took his skateboard and ollied away. Yeah. <laughs> uh 89 what's a habit of yours you want to break i feel like i've been on a good path of breaking habits Mm. that i that i don't like (laughs) that's a powerful path i don't know besides just like general forgetfulness i feel like i will put things on my to-do list and always write them down to remember them and then not check the to-do list and that's a that's a habit i will always beat myself up for so i'd like to get better at actually following through on planning to get stuff done question 90 home stretch time here have you ever lied on your resume oh 
the closest thing I did to that was uh, when I was interviewing a giant bomb for the position Abby Russell would eventually would quickly get hired for. Oh, wow. Um, I, they, Vinny and Alex and Dan watched a couple games done for kids videos and which was a huge honor or whatever. And I remember before that conversation, Joe, who is my friend, Joe, I'm not familiar. Uh, Kobe soft co on socials. That rings a bell. Um, he did all the visual effects and stuff on that Mm -hmm. project. And on our last, our finale video specifically. And he was like, take credit for anything you need to like, we were both so excited for me to potentially get that job. It was before game informer, of course. And so it was like, say you, if you need to like, you know, say you did the effects or whatever. And Vinny asked who did the effects on our finale video. And I was like, Oh me thinking of Joe approving of it. And I could see the tiniest thing in Vinny's eye. It was like, he saw the credits of that video where it says Joe did the effects. (laughs) And it's not like I would have gotten the job without that, but that kept me up at night many times. Oof. Oh, that's, you gotta be honest, folks. No matter what. Especially if you're talking to Vinny Caravella. Especially. Most honest man in gaming. In show business. Yeah. (laughs) I, I genuinely worry, like, that he'll forever think that of me whenever I pop up in our mutual circles or whatever. That'll oh, keep him at distance. Someone mentions your name. Oh, Leo Vader? The liar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's gone past it, but... Hopefully he completely forgot who I am. <laughs> we could all <laughs> we could all hope. <laughs> uh, 91. Have you ever punched someone in the face? Yes. Was filming a, a music video that didn't end up coming out, and it was a fight scene. And I accidentally punched him really in the face, and I heard the crack of his nose. <gasps> oh no! Like the sound it was, we were doing in a in a field, and the crack of his nose like echoed, and blood started shooting down out of it. Oh, oh my god! I felt so horrible. It wasn't oh. broken or anything, but damn. <laughs> to this day, I could never get that high back. yeah searching for it 92 would you ever go to a nude beach i would that's kind of a bucket list item you know yeah seems chill why not finally get an even tan hey (laughs) i almost went to a a bathhouse in japan but like one of the person people we were with was turned out to be not comfortable with it we're like okay let's just not do it but that would have been the closest. I would have seen uh, Joe Kobe Soft Co. Oh, yeah. I would have seen his seen his Wang, but <laughs> not meant to be. The Kobe Soft Wang, as That's it's right. known, fabled. <laughs> Hashtag Kobe Soft Wang. Ninety three. Somehow the not uh, somehow not the realest question of the bunch. When was the last time you cried? Last time I cried. I mean. I hate to say this answer because it is redundant, but listening to any song by John mm. Denver in the car recently had a had a great good cry. No, you know what? More recent than that, though, watching the uh, School of Rock, the ending performance of that. Oh. It was like so intensely nostalgic and just a sweet scene in general, but it got yeah. a couple of tears out of me. That's a 
that's a great one. And what a great movie. Yeah, oh. still good. Uh, 94. What's something you've done and will probably never do again? Work for a big company, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I loved a lot about working at Game Informer, but there's so much inherent with like just having other people check your work. Mm, you know? Yeah collaborating with people you aren't necessarily on the same creative wavelength you're just you have to collaborate because it's the nature of what you're doing that's something i can't picture ever being on board to do again but maybe the gig would be so good it could surprise me but i feel like that time's behind me i hear you 95 best compliment you ever received best compliment I my favorite compliment to get is when people say they rewatch my stuff a lot. Because to me, that's like my favorite stuff in the world. I'll revisit. There's plenty of stuff I like enough to watch once, but like this is my third time watching the same video. That's very meaningful to me. And recently, I got one that was like, I was just rewatching your "Why Kids Are Scared" video, and now this new one pops up. Hell yeah! And I was like that why your kids are scared video is not even three weeks old and you're already rewatching it. So that was really meaningful to me. I love the idea of making something dense enough that it's like worth rewatching and getting something out of. Yeah. What a high honor. Yeah. 96. Tell me a joke. Why did, uh, how do, uh, how do trees get on the internet? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. How do trees get on the internet? You know. <laughs> you might you know. have. I can see you figured it out. It might have come to me, but I don't <laughs> want to rob you of the satisfaction. We can both say it at the same time, okay? Three, two, one. They log oh, on. Log on. Yeah. We got there. <laughs> I feel like since high school, my friend Manton would drop that one, and that's still the first joke that comes to my mind when people say, tell me a joke. That's pretty solid. It's really fucking funny. It's good. It, it's good. Yeah. Uh, 97. 97 used to be a question I came up with that just wasn't all that good. So I sat back. I looked at it. And I said, this ain't making the list no more. And I crumbled into a ball and I got rid of it. And I replaced it with the listener question of the week. Wow. So if any of our wonderful listeners have any questions they want to use, they want to see used on a future episode. Uh, hey, send it over to 99 Questions Pod. And Leo, of course, that's the number 99 Questions Pod at gmail.com or 99 Questions Pod on Twitter. Uh, so we got a couple. We'll just do a quick little lightning round here. Uh, for questions, uh, of course, we have the great, uh, <laughs> this is the great Smithy asking, What's your deal, man? Uh, that's not rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it is, and uh, sometimes it's better left that way. Uh, 30% off. Uh, we have the Medium Marino uh, saying, is Leo's actual last name Vader, or is that like his entertainer name? <laughs> <laughs> I did a poll on this forever ago before anything i'd done had popped off or whatever you know just some mutuals mostly real life people and it was like 50 50 think thought vader was a fake last name oh, and wow. i'm scared to do that poll again now i feel like the percentage would be way higher higher 
I'm really oh, grateful yeah. for it as a regular name. I think it's a cool name, but if it was a name I made up, it would be really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's my concern. Uh, the great Jeremy Bull. What did mustard ever do to you to make you so angry <laughs> at it? <laughs> and, you know, just because I love ketchup doesn't mean I hate mustard. I happen to not like mustard on most things. That's live and let love. Two separate scenarios, exactly. Uh, Neuroflare, uh, I, I, I shan't be asking what you're asking. Just know that I'm not going to ask it. Uh, uh, Respect. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and uh, Shazira, what esteemed place of honor did you land on? Oh boy, the wording on this. Basically, uh, to get that slightly condescending YouTube plaque, how did you decide <laughs> on that verbiage, I suppose, is the exact question there. All right. For those who don't know, my plaque says congratulations to for 100,000 subscribers to Leo and his little videos. <laughs> and I, it truly was just thinking of like, I was doing the process of getting it. And they said, we're going to send you this, you know, a little text box on this website so you can confirm your name is correct and i was like i can't how would i miss this opportunity to put something funny here (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i thought of i guess that's great was that like draft number one was that just the one you went with and uh, what you first thought of and went with it was also kind of a spiritual nod i guess to my prestige tv intros video where at the end of the big long intro it says leo's little videos on the computer that's good. So I feel like it's in keeping with that. Very good. And last one here uh, from Chris Vader. What NFT do you want to be remembered for? <laughs> if I'm remembered for an NFT, I will have <laughs> failed my life <laughs> and will request a do over. But I guess, uh, I honestly, that banana peel video, somebody, if somebody made an NFT of that, I would buy it myself. Good one. Don't, wait, have... can I just own it? Can only somebody take that by making a non-fungible token out of it? This is an interesting Am question. I? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about copyright to say for sure, but... I'm yeah, we gotta say... get Haley back. <laughs> He's almost a lawyer at this point. Yeah. For goodness sakes. Uh, well, thank you everybody for your wonderful questions. Uh, leads us to 98. What made you want to be who you are today big question mm-hmm. and i, I mean I, and i guess we're taking it to be either professionally or personally of course it's all wrapped up in one the classic purposefully vague buell question <laughs> nicely done <laughs> i guess having add and wanting my life to be different every day. Like before I kind of picked video as the track to go down, it was really like what career path wouldn't just be this monotonous crap I'm dealing with every single day at every job I've had for the past five years. And so it's really, yeah, it's been about building variety into my day, building joy into my day, certainly. I think I, I don't know, like, I, I felt happy single, and I think I would have continued to be happy single, 
but I've ended up finding an amazing woman who I love to death and can't imagine not being with. And that was very fortunate. And she has helped me grow in so many ways as far as accomplishing my personal goals of like being better at cooking, getting my driver's license, like a ton of little, like rounding out my life type of things. Yeah. I, I consider her such a big force for that in my life in a way that I appreciate and love. So I guess it's everything in short, you know, everything in short ellipses, everything. Yeah. And I want to be a good enough guy to deserve her. You know how it is. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we've reached the top of the mountain here. The titular question, if you will. Question 99. What do you want to be remembered for? I really love my videos because they encapsulate so much of my life. There's so much about my childhood in there and my all the different stages. And I feel like whenever this project is done, it'll be like a big, it'll be an encapsulation of my life in a way yeah you know i'm kind of grateful like if i die unexpectedly or whatever like there's a lot of funny stuff but very personal stuff i've i've quite laid it all out there as it were but i guess i want to be remembered for mostly for the the laughs i just want people to say damn he was a funnier youtuber than most and (laughs) and and it'll be less funny now that he's died so young. So young. Oh. Look at this age. It's so young. That's what they're saying. <laughs> well, that is uh, incredible and admirable and any other adjective I can think of. Adjective? Oh. I don't know. I did okay in English. Uh, <laughs> Leo, we've, we've conquered the questions. Uh, we've been through them all. I don't think there are any more questions available to anyone. I counted 99. To the letter. Don't worry about that lightning round where I asked like seven and they all counted for <laughs> 97. So don't worry about that. Right. Uh, truly, thank you so much for, for doing this. This is an absolute uh, honor and a privilege. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Oh, of course. Uh, is there anything, anything at all you'd like to plug, promote, uh, waft into the ears of any of our wonderful listeners uh, the floor is exclusively yours sir no one will take it you promise not a one the judges over there are trying to but i'm going to hold them back zip their lips <laughs> um youtube.com slash leo vader is my main thing if you're gonna follow one thing of mine <laughs> i say make it be that and we do streams every sunday at seven o'clock central that are all kinds of random crap. Occasionally gaming, a lot of watching random movies, a lot of we scrolled Twitter recently for the full two hours and watch random clips. Those streams have been very fun. And make sure you turn that notification bell on so you hear about them. Even if I legally didn't have to call him a luminary, I still would. Leo Vader, everybody. An absolute gem. And you better hit that notification bell subscribe to leo i'll double check i'm gonna go around and check the 
before I do, red lights on, it's last call. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned that sometimes to really hit it big, sometimes you just got to gamble on yourself. So if you really think you can hit those five, six, or seven high notes and take on me, well, gosh darn it, live your dream, kid. We learned that every variety pack of candy always has that one bad candy in it. Just like in the pantheon of TV sitcoms, there is still always that one Big Bang Theory. We learned that the Aquabats are forever, whether you got a tattoo of them or not. We learned that Exodia still has their appendix, and we learned that the Turtle Club never forgets. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go turn my living room into a skate park. That might take a while. I'm going to see you again in two weeks for our next episode. So until then, thank you, and good night.